Hey everyone, welcome back to the IWP Network, or if it's your first time, thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you so much for choosing this podcast, and feedback is always welcome. So make sure to check the links below for all social media links, audio and video versions of this show, and merch. We look forward to hearing from you and hearing that feedback, and enjoy the show. <laughs> that is the intro. Yep. Hey, we are live. Here we hey. are. We uh, <laughs> we got some fun stuff. Let's get the let's get the uh, the the let's pay the bills here, as they say in the business, right? Um, mm. Want to thank our sponsor. If my phone lets me pull it up real quick, um, you know how it goes here on the show. It's very we're we're very free flowing here. Um, thank you to Abaddon Tattoo Studio. is a unique professional experience nestled in the small town of Pine Grove, Pennsylvania. They provide high quality tattoos and piercings in a relaxed, professional, and sterile environment. Uh, if you'd like to contact them, get uh, book an appointment, or all that fun stuff, you can see the links below. They do an amazing job. Uh, also, if you follow them on Instagram, they have hyperlinks to every one of their tattoo artists, so you can see what everyone there is capable of. Once again, they're all super talented, so check them out. We're drinking some beers here. I already got my beer burped out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get those. That happens. Um, this actually tastes good. Yeah? Yeah. That's a good segue because we're going to be drinking these beers tomorrow oh. on Bang & Beers Podcast. There you go. There you go. So you already have a pre-review. Yeah. Um, so yeah. We, uh, if you, and also, if you check the links below, uh, our guests, uh, all their stuff is, is linked below. You can go check it out. Follow them on YouTube, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Make sure you go do that. Take a couple seconds out and show them some support. Um, if you want to support us, we do have a Patreon. Uh, we have merch pages. You can buy some cool things like that banner with, and that stupid face on it on T-shirts. That's my that's my face. Um, they don't they can't get those pins. Those pins oh. are exclusively oh. for people on the show. I'm about to put my pins on. Yeah, it's so these are the let me, let me let me see yours real quick. So these were pins that were made for us that are only in limited qualities quantities qualities. I don't know why I said that, but it says uh, I was on <laughs> interviews with everyday people and all I got was a lousy button, and they were made by my Mike Banner. I can't make this stuff up. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Um, if you are watching, make sure you hit that share button like Jen did in the chat. Uh, we'll put her up there. See, look, look at this fancy in this watch. Bang. Nope, show. So Jen said she shared. We'll give her a shout out. Hey. Thank you, Jen. Uh, Jenny from the block. Yeah, Jenny. She's she's a Patreon person, <laughs> which which segues to my next thing. So oh, I, I okay. want to give a quick shout out to our Patreon subscribers. We got some new ones. So thank you so much to the PA Apologiver podcast for that that uh, that shout out. Uh, Hyrith and Other Words podcast. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, we want to thank Jay. We want to thank Austin Blackwell. Jennifer Myers and Keith Skater. So thank you guys so much for being uh, Patreon subscribers and helping us grow and showing support and love to us to uh, keep this going and and keep the uh, keep the lights on here in our exclusive studio that's not in the kitchen. Yeah. So you guys, <laughs> wanna, <laughs> do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Miss Lily. Miss Lily. La chingona la rapera. I have no <laughs> idea what the, you got. You got to help me with this kind of stuff here. It's my slogan. Um, What's it translate to? So, la Miss Lily, la rapera, más chingona con la rima buena. That's like Miss Lily, you know, the rapper, the hardest with the good rhymes, you know? Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Good, good luck following that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 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 That's a hard no, I'm uh, 
Her brother Christian, I, I do uh, go by chemist graphics. Mm -hmm. Chemist. I do some graphic work, whatever, you know, help her out, whatever she has to do with music. Nice, I nice, hope. man. Um how 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 big is your your youngest brother now? He's gotta be huge. Oh my god. He's he's what, six? Six one. He's already six feet, yeah. Jesus Christ. He's fifteen. No, he just turned sixteen because he just got his permit. Um, but he is 16 size shoe size is 14 15 15 now 15 15 i don't know if you're aware of this story we're, we're gonna start off with this one because it's my favorite story to tell <laughs> i was at your house hanging out one night and uh it was just me i believe your dad was it your dad what it was me your dad and your brother oh yeah we were all sitting in the living room watching spanish tv now once again i have no idea what's being said um but there he was watching this prank show um, and it was the most wild prank show I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like the things they were doing to these poor people were amazing. So the, the prank that they were doing on this episode is they would get these really, really hot girls <laughs> and, and tiny dresses and high heels and I guess telling them to go to a party. And I'm just, this is me just translating because I have no idea the setup because I, I don't know what they're being said. So they go upstairs and there's a dude literally that hung himself. Like he's on a rope, dead like and they freak out and then he just like comes alive and scares them and then they're in high heels running out of the building and i was like this is awesome <laughs> like spanish tv is the best i think it was it was a telemundo probably right yeah yeah and the whole time we're there your littlest brother i didn't i think he knew like three words in english he knew like hi funny and something else <laughs> so he just kept coming to me and looking at me funny and i'm like very very funny like <laughs> funny. and i was there for like an hour and a half just watching tv and couldn't communicate to anyone in the room except funny and uh, watching watching a spanish prank show it was it was a great night like it sounds like terror like it was i honestly had a blast i had i was playing with toys i was uh, watching <laughs> tv and all i said the entire night was funny we just said funny back to each other for an hour and a half <laughs> and now he's six foot tall that's crazy Really? Jesus. Yeah, you got a little closer when you talk. It's like 270. Oh, why did I lose you now? Oh, yeah. oh I'm, that's why. I'm, I'm turning the wrong one up. You're good now. Sorry. He said 270. Um, yeah, so we we knew each other for a while. We yeah. Since probably... I met you before I met Heidi. It goes back that deep. Oh, yeah. It was prom, you said. Yeah. So I drove you to prom. Prom. Yeah. In my Dodge Neon. My red Dodge <laughs> Neon. <laughs> Um, but even before that, like we hung out, we went mini golf in the movies and stuff. Um, I was dating a girl at the time. We're still friends, but I was dating a girl at the time and she went to throw candy at your date <laughs> and hit you with it. And, uh, you gave no, her she that. almost hit me with almost hit you. Yeah. And then, uh, I sold her right out. I was like, it was her. No, yeah, not. you did. <laughs> I was like, I'm not, I'm not fighting lately. Fuck that. Um, yes, that was, and then, uh, I met Heidi and then you and Heidi graduated the same year. And uh, I right. drove, drove you to prom and then went and met Heidi, but I wasn't Heidi's prom date. Then I dropped her off and then went to my cousin's tattoo studio and hung you out. You dropped Heidi off? I dropped you guys off. Oh, okay. And then they were in a limo. You guys, oh, right, You right. guys got low-budget Tony Blackwell right. as your chauffeur. <laughs> yeah. And then I went to a tattoo studio and then came and picked you guys up later. Yeah. It was fun. But we go, we go back and then we kind of... Haven't seen each other for a long time. Right. And then, a long, uh, long time. Just, we were like Facebook friends and stuff. Right. But, and then uh, I started back at a job and uh, 
you see me, I see you, but we're doing yeah. the whole mask thing. And I was yeah. like, I was like yeah. Yeah, is that you? Is that you? And we kind of pulled I it down. I was like, what? Yeah. Well, I have the longer hair now, so. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, we kind of reconnected, and you were telling me a little about what you're doing musically, and I was like, well, this all sounds like fun stuff. You should come and on the podcast. you were telling me about you. Yeah. About, I mean, this is, I mean, you were on TV. I was, <laughs> I'm, I'm just sitting in my podcast kitchen studio. No, but this is great. It's fun. I have a I've good time with it. I've been seeing a couple, you've done a, a lot of episodes, and I was like, yeah, we About three years now, doing about three years. So you were on... Um, a, I don't want to. It's like America's Got Talent, right. but a different, like a different network and uh, and, the, right. and the Spanish. Where exactly did you have to go to film this, and what exactly is the show called? To California. Um, it was in. What's the name of the street where, I think, what's her name is there? Oh. That's right by Hollywood. Burbank. Burbank. Okay. That's where it was. Um, and. It was called Tengo Talento, Mucho Talento, which translates to I have talent, a lot of talent. And it sounds way better in Spanish. If they put that, mucho talento. Yeah, yeah, if they put that on a billboard, it it's like, too. I have talent, so much talent. And like, that's, yeah. this is the new show. Like, get out of here. That's what it is with when you translate either either way. Sometimes it's English, sometimes um, to Spanish and sometimes vice versa. And it just does not sound the same. And sometimes there's words that there is no translation. There yeah. is no word. So you have to, you have to exactly, you have yeah. to word. explain it. And it's just sometimes it's like, if only you understood, yeah, then, then I don't. you would understand. And, and meaning, <laughs> funny. <you know>? Funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I could imagine that being on the billboard. I have talent, so much talent. Like, I'm not watching that right. show. They don't even think of a name. They're just, but in Spanish, it sounds awesome. <laughs> I don't even remember how I came across that. I rem I think I oh I remember I was looking at while and out they had auditions or whatever and I was like oh I'm clicking on it I was like I'm funny like you know I could freestyle like I'm perfect for the you know I fit so then I seen that they had um auditions and by the time I clicked on it I was like oh this is from last year the date passed already like mm -hmm. so then I was like okay and then that gave me an idea like to start looking around and next thing you know like I scrolled up and I seen that show. And I was like, okay, this is a talent show. Like, I know the judges, but I don't know. Like, I never seen it before. Who were the judges? The judges is Don Cheto, which is a, a rapper. Um, Ana Barbara, which is a singer. Is that the girl in, like, the, the, the I'm going to say the booby dress? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every, every, show, every talent show has to have the attractive right, yeah. booby dress girl. Yeah. Well, they have another one, um, Chiquis Rivera, which is Jenny Rivera's daughter legend um and pepe garza which he's a very good writer so who, who is the cartoon character dude don Cheto, the first one i named okay. rapper yeah he he's nuts he looks like an old prospect you remember toy story remember the prospector in toy story prospector the guy who was i'm the, mexican so the he was the, that <laughs> he was the bad he was the bad guy in toy story 2 um, he was the one that like had the old, he looks like a like a miner and he had the big huge white bushy like I'm it just clicked me because we were just talking about it before let me pull him up real quick he had phone. a white um mustache yes the pros okay. yeah Toy Story prospect I'm gonna Google it um yeah it's it's hilarious now that like this dude he he looks like the the Mexican version of him yeah. oh yes he does <laughs> yeah yeah but he. I we I was talking to you about it, like is he like real like because like, he has huge bushy eyebrow like he looked like a you said it's more like a it's like a character. it's a character yeah. yeah how much interaction do you get with the judges 
Um, I want to pull back a little bit of the curtain. That's if a, you're that's a good, uh, that's a good question. Um, so you're there, like you do sound check. Obviously they're not there during sound check, but, um, so they're already like walking you through, you know, you're going to come in here. You're going to walk out through there. But before the show actually starts the day of the show, um, we don't do sound check again, but we do go back to practicing like everybody in file and, you know, places. They're already coming in, sitting down. So you're already like seeing them, you know, take the pictures, you know, mm-hmm. like interacting with each other and they're watching you. So when you come out and you're practicing how you're walking, you're looking at them. So you get a chance to be like, hey, you know, but not too much because they're already like practicing to film you. And so you get to see them then. Um, if you're lucky enough, um, we were in the trailer. If you're lucky enough, before you get to enter the building, they'll you'll get to see them like pull in, you know, or the chauffeur bringing yeah. them in. So they kind of keep you separated. They definitely do keep us separated. I would guess the reason for that is if you were like, "Hey, can I go talk to that person? I'm a fan," and then you're a contest recipient they can be like, oh, you became friendly with them, and then that's why you're helping them get further in the contest because you're friends, so they uh, kind of separate you. That's, what, that's the only thing I think of. Um, I don't know, but I do know that, like, they weren't they weren't opposed to, like, if you asked them for pictures, they were very friendly, and they would mm-hmm. definitely take the pictures. I, unfortunately, only took advantage of, like, one time. <laughs> Who'd you get photo with? Uh, Escorpion Dorado. I forgot about him, too. That's yeah. the guy with, the, with the, the mask. The luchador mask. Luchador mask. Yeah. Um, oh my God, he's hilarious. Like, it's just his own persona. I don't know if, like, with the mask, like, that brings a different, you know. I own, like, three luchador masks. Oh, you do? Yeah. Are you a different person when you put them on? I don't know. I have to, I have to wear them more, I think. Because I think that brings out, like, a different, like, a wild character or Dude, a different I love character. Lucha Libre. You should do a show with, like, a, you know. Where we all wear <laughs> luchador masks. I, awesome. For you, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you would probably, like, start talking, like, yeah, They're talking I, like a luchador. I don't know. I can't. But, I can't talk like a luchador. That you know how quick I'll get canceled talking like a luchador. I don't know. They're like that. cultural appropriation. <laughs> They're like know. get out. of I here. don't know who who that what side of you that's gonna bring it out. Yeah, because that that is the thing about being a luchador. Like you you are a completely different person when you wear it. Like there's there's luchador wrestlers who you still have never seen their face because they just refuse. Like, right. Like in old school luchador culture, like they have matches. Like usually when a guy's are going to retire and he's going to quit the business, he has a, a mask versus mask match. Right. So if you lose, he has, has to demask himself. Yeah. And that's a big thing because right. now you've like abandoned that character. Mm-hmm. But Rey Mysterio, when he had to take his mask off. Yeah. Yeah, that was he, a big deal. He cried basically mm-hmm. yeah and that mask was passed to him from his father yeah yeah because he was it was ray mysterio then ray mysterio jr yeah yep and then uh and now his son wrestles but his son started with no mask dominic mysterio mm-hmm. yeah now like he's said, wearing a mask nope oh, his okay. son his son doesn't wear it but even when ray doesn't like now we all know what ray looks like with no mask on but even when he's behind the curtain or he does like charity stuff he shows up in his mask mm-hmm. that's like that's his thing yeah but when he takes it off he acts like like a burn victim. He's like, nope. And he hides his face or they quick put it, give him a towel. Because even though we've seen him without his mask on, yeah. he still honors that tradition. Right. Yeah. It's really, really cool. 
Or like I like when they do the matches if um if they have long hair they'll do like mask like, versus like the hair yeah mask versus hair yeah. hair matches yeah. yeah yeah they're they're that's old school that's very yeah. old school stuff that doesn't happen very often no in Mexico they'll do it though mm-hmm. yeah over there they'll have matches yeah and a lot of a lot of masks too a lot of characters like that character mask will get passed on from person to person to person like tiger mask is something that and then like the Japanese culture embrace the lucha culture because there's a lot of Japanese wrestlers who don the mask and and carry on the lucha libre style. It's wild. It's a cool little thing. And so people are like, I hate pro wrestling. Like, there's so much more to it than just people in the ring. Like, there's it's, it's literally a culture to it. It's really fun. Well, we grew up. Well, I grew up uh, watching lucha libre since I was like maybe five or six. I remember when they my uncles would take me and my aunt. Yeah. To it was in like, Mexico City, mm-hmm. uh, Arena Colis, uh, Arena Mexico, or something like that. I quite don't remember. And we would watch the wrestling matches and the luchadores there, like Ultimate Dragon, back in the day. He was, he was one of my favorites. Mexico. Yeah, you know, <laughs> He's Ultimate awesome. Dragon. He was it from Japan, right? Yeah, well, he was Mexican, but he traveled yeah. the world. And he went like, and he, I saw him, six years old. At that place, I'm like, wow, that's crazy. There's an old photo of Ultima Dragon, and he's standing there like this, and he literally has like 37 championship belts hanging off him. Oh, wow. Like, he was like the belt collector. Wow. Like, he went to every promotion and won a belt. His that's mask was awesome. sick, too. Yeah, but- and he was like a baby blue. He looked, like a, he looked like it was a dragon, but it was like baby blue and green, and then like his mask, and then it had a tail off the back. Yeah. Anyway, he was really cool. Him and Rey Mysterio had awesome matches in WCW. All right, let's get back off wrestling. I could do that all night long. We're here to talk about your music. <laughs> so back... Uh, <laughs> We're talking about whatever. Yeah. You know, free flow. So, um, yeah, I told you, this, there's a lot of tangents <laughs> happening, especially when these beers kick in, you're going to have... <laughs> Um, yeah, so we are just to give a quick plug. Tomorrow we go live, and we're we're drinking Warhorse Brewing right now. We're drinking the Lieutenant Dan's, and uh, we're gonna have the owner of that brewery on tomorrow and banging beers. And then I'll tell them that you guys are fans of his work tomorrow. Which is uh, quite swell. I don't know if I uh, if I Some said that beer. already, but yeah. I don't usually like beer. It no? tastes no like when I drink. I'm not a big drinker, but you know, like mixed drinks. No, I, I drink beer, but sometimes they don't. They either taste like too watered down or they're too much, and then I'm just like, after the second one, like I'm like I'm done. Yeah, but this one doesn't taste bad. Yeah, um, it's strong. Yeah, it's six percent. I mean, for you, it's strong, but for no, me, I mean six percent like, like a warm up. Taste it. Yeah, it has yeah. a good taste. Yeah, yeah pale does. ales are really good. Does. I just had a Yingling flight. There's it, it has taste, but this there's gonna have a lot more flavor. But I get excited. Like, you guys, like, I'll have some beers. I'm like, this is great. It doesn't happen very often. Schuylkill County, right? No way. I love it. I love it. You guys you guys definitely embrace. Let's, let's talk about that real quick. So when we first met, when we all first met, um, it was it was not a culture thing, a culture shock, but, like, Spanish and Mexican culture in Shenandoah mm. was perceived differently than it is, I think, today. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because even definitely. Heidi, like, my, my wife, is mm-hmm. she's Asian. But a lot of people mistake her for being Hispanic. They think she's oh, Spanish, right? Yeah. And then like a lot of people would talk to her in Spanish. She's like, I have no idea what oh, you're saying. Oh wow! Yeah, she she used to tell stories like where she would walk to school and people would like run back in their house, like they see like her coming down the street because she's a different complexion and and things. You know, now when we first start hanging out, you were probably the second Spanish family I hung out with. I was hanging out with the second black family to ever live in Monte City, so I was learning a lot about different cultures and different people and experiencing the like. 
prejudiceness and racism at a, at a very young age and then growing up realizing like holy shit like this is fucking like it's still like at the other day at work where i was here like you're good i'm like no nah, i just because everything that right. was going on yeah. with the world, it like bothers me still um because people just need to talk to other people and 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 have communication and i felt like i broke that barrier a little bit in, in shenandoah and then when people would be like oh shenandoah when they would make insert racist joke here about Mexican culture or Spanish culture. And I was like, they're just trying to make it like everybody else, man. Like Shenandoah was broken up into sections. Like there was the Italian section, the Irish section, this section, and the Polish section, the yeah. German section. Now it's rewind. I mean, there really isn't like the, the, the Mexican or the Spanish section, but it was like, there, like it was, it was perceived very negatively. And I think in today's time, I think what the culture has done for the town. They turned around and said, "Like, I'll, I'll give a huge credit to Marcus Alvarez, who does. A, he's a part of the church and stuff. He actually works at the mm -hmm. job too. Mm -hmm. His church turned around and made this yeah. revitalization, okay. a revitalization program where we're gonna we're gonna clean up the town and make it things. Um, you guys have put in many businesses in town, contracting businesses. You put in barber shops. Uh, my, I work for one company there that Wolf? opened up uh, Grizzlies. Grizzlies, yeah, Experience. love those guys." We work, uh, actually, on the way back, I was, uh, on the way here, mm -hmm. I accidentally called my boss's uh, kid, mm -hmm. and I, I thought he was calling me. He's like, bro, what's, what's going on? He's like, you call me, bro. Like, what's good? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my bad. You know, but yeah, um, I think- I, I Gr coached, Gr I coached all them in soccer. Uh, Ricardo, Chagoya. Yeah. I, rec I coached Carter. I, I, rec I coached his little brothers all in soccer. Uh, what's his name? Brian. Yep. Yeah, I coached them like when they were when they were younger. So I, then again, I started Small world. yeah, I started <laughs> coaching in Shenandoah, and a lot of that culture was Spanish culture. And I was like, this is great. I had this little girl on my team. I don't know who she was, right? But she was the only. There was like two girls on this team. It was a co-ed team, and most of my team was 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 Hispanic. Was this recently? No, this is years ago. Oh, okay. And uh, they're, they're well, the kid that I, that's now on the team is one of the companies like in Grizzly. He's the owner. Yeah, mm -hmm. owner or his brother's part of it or something. So this girl who was on the team. A lot of the kids in the Spanish team didn't speak English or they, they knew a little bit, but they were more comfortable with Spanish. So I would be telling her on the sideline what to say to them on the field in Spanish. So people won't know what to do. Yo, we had an awesome that's little a, advantage. That's a, that's a team right there. Yeah, we dominated. You have all the Hispanic people speak Spanish. So you basically telling things out in the field. We had secret messages. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other, <laughs> then, you know, the poor white kids were just like, I don't know what's happening, coach. I'm like, just do what they're doing. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. One of the best restaurants in the area is in Shenandoah. The 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 town. Now the people who ran that, I coached their kids as well, mm -hmm. and they were really involved in the soccer program. And their food is fantastic. What's La Familia? La, La Casita, Casita de Familia. Yeah, I'm terrible. I can't do the the the, the, the tongue rolls and stuff. But mm. amazing restaurant, fantastic food, great environment, and they have like a little like not like I guess after hours they do like a little club there sometimes. Or they oh, have like, like a, a bar, like a little bar in mm -hmm. the back. Awesome. So it, it turned into like, these people are coming to ruin our town and ruin our culture. Meanwhile, the town was a shithole before they got, before right. you guys got there. Yeah. Um, and now you're, the, you're embracing the town, making it your own, being proud to say that that town is yours, putting business into it, cleaning up the parks and all the drug needles and trying to get people off drugs and helping each other. It's, it's been a complete turnaround, which is awesome. I think right. it's really good. Like I, I, and I still think a lot of people still have that stigma as Shenandoah, but uh, like I'm proud of it. Like I like I'm originally from Shenandoah. That's my 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 first town, and then I moved to Monte City. But um, <laughs> it was and you're like the opposite. You're Shenandoah that moved to Monte City. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm the same. Yeah. I started in Shenandoah. And now, now you live in Monte City. City. Yeah. So it's it, it's it's something that 
I think it, if people just kind of embrace the culture more and got to know each other, it breaks that barrier. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's 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 beautiful. It's it's a really cool thing. I I would walk. As I said I, I think it's a really cool thing. But we we got to that point where we had. We're not going to dive super far far into it, but we got really close, and then not so much with you guys. But I remember I used to be in Shenandoah all the time, playing basketball and hanging out with people and made friends. And then there was a event that happened in Shenandoah that, realistically, now looking at the future, at that point in time, you're like, man, this is this is going to be a long time to fix this relationship again. Mm -hmm. And that's when obviously the the murder happened in Shenandoah, and racial divide got really really terrible again and people who were my friends that I would play basketball with every weekend were like yo we can't chill with you yeah it was it was bad it was rough it was like people were coming out be, um exposed like showing their true colors yeah being that they supported or saying oh you know like i already knew like i thought you were cool and mm-hmm. as soon as you you know said oh he was at the wrong place at the wrong time then i'm like oh yeah, no one deserved. I was wrong then. Yeah, regardless of the situation, it 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 ruined a lot of lives. It ruined the, the lives of the family and the people he was connected to, the guy that was killed, mm-hmm. and it like it ruined these kids who were probably shouldn't have been provided what they were provided at a young age and male test. Like, I'm not condoning what they did or justifying their actions, but like growing up in this area, you're told just be tough, do what you got to do, fight. Like it was literally just like a freak, not a freak accident, but like. That that event that happened that weekend to that guy was something that was Schuylkill County tradition for a long time. Oh, you see a guy, you fight him, you punch him, you kick him, and when he's down, if he gets up and get you kick him. And that wasn't so much a race thing. It was just that was the culture of the area. And then when it came down to the situation, it was like race versus race. Mm-hmm. And then it got ugly. And unfortunately, someone lost their life over it. And instead of saying like, shit, we fucked up, someone lost their life, it was we see it in today's culture. If a guy gets killed in, in the street, you know, we'll say by a police officer or he gets killed in action or like they pull up a dirt sheet and they say, well, this is all the terrible things he's did or this is all the right. bad things. And you dehumanize him as a person so you can justify his death. And that's what was going on too. And it was, it was, it was terrible. And but, it, and mm-hmm. it broke a lot of friendships up and it, and, it, and just, uh, and the only reason I bring that story up is because I want to go back to how positive I think the town is now where people embrace each other again. And it happened relatively quickly. Like in less than a couple of years, yeah. like where the town was kind of like, all right, let's not fight, fight hate with hate. And a lot of that comes to the, the Mexican culture because you guys could have easily turned around and said, no, fuck that. You killed one of us. Like, and that town could have been a war zone and not accepting at all. But I feel like that culture really said, you know what, let's move on. Let's, let's take pride in this community. Like you kind of like, listen, like the biggest complaint the people had was this is our town. We're proud of it. We want you to be proud of it as well. And you're like, shit, we're proud of it. We'll put business in. We'll put things in. We'll take pride. We'll, we'll, we'll go clean your parks that you guys haven't taken care of right. in 15 years. And I think it's really turned the culture around. And I, I'm, I'm proud to say like, it's a, one of those good moments in school County. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Is there anything on the, like, what we just talked about that you have a different perspective on with that stuff? Um, No, not at all. I was actually going to say that, like, instead of, you're right, it could have it been a completely different route. Mm-hmm. Um, However, I feel that people had already, already seen and were already hurting by what was going on that I don't think they wanted revenge. I think mm-hmm. they wanted to be like, hey, let's end this and let's be better. Yeah. And I think that's exactly... Like what you were saying, instead of, you know, we seen instead of it deteriorating, you know, business was created and it is a positive change. Um, Flores restaurant, you know, is 
they're very nice people. Um, there's also like barber shops now, Hispanic barber shops that you could go to, you know, before it was only one business mm -hmm. and it's different styles, you know, it definitely makes, you know, uh, it better being based off diversity alone. And I think that's what the whole like world needs. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. there's different things than, you know, a lot of people don't get out of, like, Schuylkill County. Yeah. And so now they're, you know, opening their minds little by little, like, even just because other people are coming in. Yeah. And and, and the thing that kind of was, like, a backlash thing that you sometimes hear in media is, like, well, if they're so proud of their flag, why don't they go back there or that? Right. But, but in, the, in the meantime, you have, like, the Italian festivals— and the Polish festivals and the German festivals and they and they rock their their flags and it's it's a okay, Irish the Irish flags. But if if someone rocks their Mexican flag, it's like, well, you should rock the American. Like, no, you should be proud of your heritage and your culture. Right. So in your music video, where like once again lyric wise, I don't know the message, but I was La frontera. yeah, I was watching the video and the imagery of it. Like you get out of the car and everyone's there, and then you got the flag on your back. Like I was like, that's like I love when people embrace their culture or where they came from or where they're like, I'm I'm Irish Italian. I'm very proud to be Irish Italian like I a lot of what our ancestors did obviously there's negative to everything but you pull out the positive and you say this is what they did that was good you know what I mean yeah. so I, I don't and then because of that the downtown historical society of Shenandoah then started doing the um cultural day where everyone's culture is embracing the heritage. Heritage, heritage day and it's that may be a member of my family who helps run that uh Mary Mary Lescavage. No way. That's your family? That's family to me, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so... You have so, to talk to her. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> and you always have to talk to her. She's amazing. Yeah. And she was like... A, like Very nicely. And yeah. once again, forefront of saying, hey, instead of pushing that culture away, let's bring it in. Let's have a Heritage Day and, and we'll have a parade where everyone's culture is accepted. Actually, uh, that there was a day there for Heritage Day um, that she actually recorded one of her music videos. Oh, yeah. yeah. At that time, mm -hmm. you know? People were like very surprised that uh, at least what she's doing with her music, she's actually letting people know about our town, mm -hmm. our area. Not not only around here, but nationwide. Yeah. Because people see her videos from all over, bro. Like we have friends in Chile, you know, I have friends in everywhere. Yeah. And they see the town right now with Monterey City. When she was on a TV show, people the, are the, proud the, of that. What the hell is Monty City? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. But people. What is a Monty City? <laughs> what is a Monty City? <laughs> but the thing it's a is, Mokinoy. but but the thing is, like, people, like, I was at the Citizens yesterday. Yeah. You know, in Monty City, and they're happy. I'm like, wow, that's awesome that your sister on TV and look, the sign, mm -hmm. welcome to, mm -hmm. you know, so people that actually respect, you know are willing to say, that's awesome that this town is known over there now mm -hmm. and everywhere, you know? Y you, went on, you went on TV to a different culture, to a different people, a different language, and said, I am from this town. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that's a way to, like, be proud of where you're from, but also, like, like, you came from somewhere, then came here, and then said, you know what, like, I'm going to make fun of some people here real quick. Like, New York. 
like Craig, you're watching. I know you're seeing you in the chat. <laughs> Craig's like born and raised in New York. I'm like, well, you got here when you were like eight and you were raised in Monte City. Stop it. You're from Monoy. Claim yeah. us. You know what I mean? <laughs> but no, and that's kind of what you did. You went to a different area, right. to a different culture and said, I'm from Pennsylvania. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was awesome. And I like it's, it excites me. And that's kind of why I started this whole podcast thing. Like some of these interviews or conversations I have, they're they're good for worldwide because I think someone from a different part of the world can hear this and see two people of, of, of different backgrounds and cultures and beliefs come together and have a conversation. And and the reason I brought that up is because there was a point in time where I was kind of nervous coming to your house or dropping people off at your house no or going to, No, because of that happened. You know what I mean? Because like, it was oh. it was that like that that bad blood. Like I didn't know I was afraid to go there because I just went to a basketball court and was no longer accepted a day removed from the situation. And then I'm dropping you off in your neighborhood and I'm like, am I going to be okay here? Because like not everyone knows that I've kind of, we, I have friends here and I'm accepted. Like, cause anyone can perceive anything differently. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it was a really high tension situation. So it's really, really cool now to see that Obviously, we had a loss, and people's lives have been changed. But the the positive side of that is is what what it came out to. You know what I mean? Like there's heritage days, and there's this, and there's that, and and I, I it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I, we've learned I've learned more about other people's culture and food and all that other stuff. And like working at the job, I learned so much about Dominican culture and Puerto Rican culture and Mexican culture. And and it's it's it that's that should be more embraced. We should learn about more of each other. You Definitely. know, it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Well, let's get back to your TV show. We took a side. This I'm telling you, there's no structure here. We just go everywhere. Um, he's trying to say his, his Joshua was he wasn't. Stop it. He's trying to. He's he's not claiming it. Well, he, we know Craig. We know Greg. Uh, Craig, you're, you're fucking. He, the kid went to elementary school, middle school, Monty City, and graduated there. So I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's so, exactly why I say that because I came here when I was five. Yeah. I went straight to Shenandoah and then, you know, I've been like over, I've stayed in PA, whether it was Monoy City or Mount Carmel, you know. So I was like, I am currently in Monoy City. However, I was born in Mexico City. Mm -hmm. What was that, like, what was that change like growing up, like leaving there and coming to... I mean, Boston's I imagine Creek, like, Pennsylvania. yeah, I imagine like <laughs> any, any kid, first of all, like first and foremost, you're moving to a whole different place. Mm -hmm. So whether it's a different state, you know, only it's not a different, it's a whole different country. Like it's not from here to Mount Carmel, Yeah, you know, so things are different. Like obviously there was like a bit of a culture shock. Um, only that I felt like in Mexico, people are more free here. It's like. I don't know. And then it's and a, a lot of our like we we perceive we're free. Right. So we say America, land of the free, home of the brave. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the restrictions that are on us are put on us because we choose to be restricted. And a lot of that comes down to, well, you're different than me. So I can't speak to you or go to your business or talk to you. Right. So I, 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 I'm trying to put pieces. Together. Is that kind of what you mean by Yeah, like that's exactly what I mean. Like out there, there's no one style. There's all different types. There's all different groups. Um, there's a lot of people. Now, I'm coming from one of the largest cities in the world. Yeah. Um, you know, there's good and bad, bad things. It's overpopulated. You know, there's not a lot of jobs. So people get really creative. Mm -hmm. Like, there's uh, multiple, like, different types of businesses outside stands usually. Um, 
Food trucks. Food trucks. Like people will. People. Dude, everyone hates Mexican culture till they eat one of those food trucks, and then they're like, "Yo, we need to go get some more of those empanadas." And yeah. like, everyone hates Mexican culture until they go to Cancun for the weekend, and they're like, "I'm never coming back home." <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? the food. I was just talking about that the other day. The food is so good. Like, especially the ones from the street. There's like, there's like farmer markets, but mm-hmm. there's everything. Like you find everything and. Those foods, like they don't compare to the food out here. Yeah, well, even the, <laughs> even the Amish country, like people people kind of shit on the Amish and say oh, they're they're weird or they're different, but they're the first ones to go buy their their food or their baked goods or stuff like that. They make the yeah. best. It's like if, if if food is your entry point, then accept their culture a little more. Don't just shit on people. Like you're like, oh, I don't like that or I don't like because a lot of it is we're predetermined to think that everyone that comes from a certain area are all negative and bad people and that's not the case. Yeah. That's not the case at all. Like the food in the hometown market that the that's Amish a, that's then? a that's a cultural everyone's there. The Bloomsburg I Fair. Mean. Bloomsburg Fair. We didn't have it this year, but like a lot of people were like boycott the Bloomsburg Fair because the guy was selling Confederate flag stuff there. Mm. And I was like, you're going to boycott the Bloomsburg Fair? They're like, yeah, they're racist. They made fun of the lieutenant governor or whatever, the girl who, the, the the lady who is transgender. And they're like, I'm like, so you're going to boycott the Bloomsburg Fair. Do you realize how many small businesses like the one in Shenandoah set up a food truck mm-hmm. and go to the Bloomsburg Fair and get their business more business now in Shenandoah as a Mexican restaurant because people try their food and go, this is unbelievable. They're from Shenandoah. The first time I ever had their food was at the Bloomsburg Fair. And I've oh, known wow. them. I'm a very picky eater. They invited us so many times, like coaching, and I was like, I'm good, I'm good, because I was like, I don't want to go there and not like it. So I tried the Bloomsburg Fair because I was able to get it and kind of like scurry mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. And then we ate it, and I was like, Heidi, we got to go back. Like, we got to go to the. And then the, I surprised her. I was like, we're, Let's go get something to eat. She goes, All right. She goes, Why are you turning to Shenandoah? She goes, We're not going to Burger King, are we? <laughs> and I'm like, No, she goes, I'm sick of Italian food. Like, she's been begging me to go there. And we pull in and go in, and she was like, mm-hmm. like doing little food happy dances. It was, yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. But <laughs> that's cute. That was cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good stuff. But um, we'll go, we'll we'll spin back to the con uh, contest again. Yes. So the um, contest was you know you you what how far into it did you like how many like how was established like America's Got Talent where there's rounds and different stuff like that. So I made it to the semifinals. Um, so I went out there three times. And the semifinals, basically, that was going to be the last time I was there, regardless whether I stayed or not. You know, if I stayed, it would have been extended like two more days. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and like I said, I did an English track. You know, they were going crazy over the Spanish track, which is the, um, the video we were just talking about. Yeah. And you there. ended the track in English. So you in did the English, whole thing in right. Spanish and then translated to English at the very end. Yeah, because that song, it's called The Border. And I mean, like, the border between the United States and Mexico. Mm -hmm. And being that I said, um, you know, there's always, like, stereotypes that Mexicans are really good workers, you know. And there is a lot of really good workers. And there is also stereotypes that, you know, um, like, a lot of times Mexicans will rather work in the farms than the American people, right? And so me, myself, like being an immigrant, you know, I came here illegally Mm -hmm. and I actually worked at the farms because, you know, there's like 
where else am I going to go? I have no social security. Yeah, it's not, not that you, you choose to work at the farms, is you're kind of pigeonholed to. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so I, I grew up with the hard work ethic. Yeah. You know, and so when I was saying, like, one of my lyrics is, when the gringos don't want to do the work, who do you think that they're calling? Yeah. You know? Absolutely. There, and, there's a story where in Texas, I believe it was Texas or Arizona, they were taking prisoners. Well, they, 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 they went to a field where, you know, agriculture was being done, and it was mostly done by illegal immigrants that were allowed to be there because they were smuggled in by Americans to do their field work. And then when they got political, they kicked them all out and sent them all back. Mm-hmm. Then they then then they took prisoners who then they said, listen, these prisoners can come in and work these fields. And the longer they work in the fields to get the work done, um, they can get time off their sentence, right? So if you're there for six years, if you work in these fields, you can do it almost in half. You can be in prison less time. Just got to put that work in. They were there a month, and the prisoner said, we're never going back. We will rather <laughs> stay in prison longer. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, people from Mexico were shipped back across the border to work at these fields. It's not easy. No. It's not easy at all. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, after... Uh, um. Like, fortunately now, you know, the situation changed. I'm allowed to work legally. I'm allowed here legally. So know? what was that process like? Um, What do you mean? Like, so, becoming? So just being, so I just want to, I want to kind of maybe give more people insight of that thing. So you, you said you were here legally, right? right? And obviously there's, you're kind of hidden a little bit. You can't do certain things. You can't apply for certain things because of that, correct? Mm-hmm. Now, what was the process of becoming an American citizen and how long did it take you? Now, you said you've been here since you're five. Right. How long did that process take, and when did you finally get that opportunity to become American citizen? Well, in 2000, I believe it was 2013, um, President Obama uh, did the Deferred Act for the Childhood Arrival. Mm-hmm. And so that I was being based that I was a child when I was brought here, you know, obviously I didn't wake up and said, I'm going to walk myself, you know, across the border. Mm-hmm. Um, that's for the uh, that program is for the kids, you know, like me that came here that got brought here. And so therefore now um, I was able to be in a different job, you know, like now I could be in factories or actually in-house than mm-hmm. outside, you know, where the sun is burning you. Or you're cold. You're getting paid minimum wage. Yeah. You're cold. Yeah. And, um... So just just another thing real quick. I just want to... So you were... And I do remember at one point in time we were, we were hanging out. It was... I remember we we made a joke. Like, I was working in factories mm-hmm. and I was driving my shitty Dodge Neon and, and, and somebody in our friend circle was working illegally but they were and they drove this really nice car and i was like and i was like yeah it's because they didn't pay taxes so realistically you were you guys were fighting for a green card and were willing to pay the taxes but just the process of getting it was too hard or too long or was kind of like a like it was not an easy process like you're not coming here to to get easy the easier life you're actually coming here for a harder life but you want the opportunity to have the american dream right and it just the process of becoming an american citizen is just so drawn out and so it's so hard to do like you're not opposed to paying taxes you're you actually wanted to go to a job where you can pay taxes and have health benefits and, and get those things exactly and one of the things is that it doesn't necessarily mean that just because you are illegal that you're not paying taxes it's just farm work 
itself you don't pay taxes like yeah. even american citizens with a social security number are not going to pay taxes they're going to get paid cash yeah um and if you go and break your leg in that thing you're like at least the guy with the social security card can go to the hospital and get care yeah you know what i mean like at least he has the option to you know get insurance yeah and the thing is that they're back in the day you know we're talking like how old i mean i'm 31 now you know I was five, so you can imagine when I came here. So things changed a little bit, you know. Back then, you didn't really need anything but a passport to be able to travel. Um, but now, you know, you can't do that. But back then, things were definitely easier. And there were still jobs out there that were blind to the fact that people didn't have socials. Mm -hmm. So they would just accept you, you know, didn't really run the the background check all the way and being that they you were working and you got paid with a check you know you were getting taxes taken out so that was always a mis a big a huge misconception that if you're illegal you don't pay taxes yeah. no you pay taxes you know it's you, all you just don't reap the benefits of them exactly you don't reap the benefits yeah i know, i just talking school county i'm not going to say business names but i do remember being just like in, in our friend circle and talking and, and, and having that inside information that I wasn't aware of. Like there was factories that would accept people who knew they weren't ex illegal, like they were illegal and they would kind of like go against the system too to give you guys opportunities for jobs. But then on the same token is when if, if the company was going through something, they'd be the first ones to call INS and then you would like they would be also set you up as well. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. We were like the, you know, second class, <laughs> like an agency. Yeah. But... I'm they Irish, so I'm relating a lot to what you've went <laughs> at one point in time went through. Yeah. <laughs> they did accept. They did accept people knowing their, you know, um, immigrant status based off their work ethic, mm -hmm. because they know, like, we knew ourselves. We have to work twice as hard because we, you know, have to. They can, they want can kick to you get, at any time. Exactly. We want for the boss to be like, okay, we want them here because yeah. they work good. So you're over here, you know, busting your ass twice as hard and being grateful because maybe in your country, you know, you're you don't have that opportunity. I'll, that's why you're leaving, because over there you don't there's it's overpopulated. So there's not a lot of jobs. Yeah. And some of the and, and at the time, probably in, in that country, it was very corrupt and cartel was taking over a lot. And, and a lot of people were not able to do get move ahead or do anything like I remember seeing photos of people living across the border where it's actually in the documentary when everything went crazy in uh, in Shenandoah over with the murder. They they went and showed where this person came from that was murdered, and he had to sleep in a certain corner of the room. Like his mm -hmm. family has to sleep in one corner because the other corner has no roof. Mm -hmm. So if it rained, they got wet, so they had to move to the other side of the house. Like and they couldn't afford to fix. Like if I'm if I'm someone who's raising kids. And and I'm like, I don't know where my next meal is coming. I don't know if I'm going to have a job the next day. My house is literally falling apart, but I can't afford to do that. Like, do I risk like going across a border and making a better life for my, me and my kids? I mean, I think anyone's going to turn around and say, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. if, if America's shit's ever hit the fan and Canada's the place to be, you better believe motherfuckers are going to try to go for the better life. That's just humans. Like, that's not that's not race at all. That's humans. Yeah. Like, especially if you have kids or family, you're going to fight 
to make them have a better opportunity. But if we're if we're gonna f- wave that flag that we're the great land of opportunity and we want people to ha- like w- see us as the beacon and see us as the protectors, or we go to and protect people from war or go fight wars for them and help other people, why can't we help our neighbors? with the same thing you know what i mean and it, it's just it, it's always something and i know other people will make a political and say you know all that other stuff but i just maybe it's just the bleeding heart in me that says like why can't we all have that you know yeah yeah like i said i grew up italian irish man i, I did, the, did the history on us and we went through that shit too it's like mm-hmm. and it's just like every single time it seems like something new comes it's 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 the quote i love is america the brave still fears what they don't know and it, and it's it seems like every time something new is introduced, it's just like it's fear and hate mongering, and then it just it stirs people up to keep the lower class fighting, but the the higher class stay rich and all that nonsense. It's just I don't know. Like I, growing up, I I was aware of your situation. I didn't express it to you or tell you that I knew, but I just remember being like, man, it's got a like it, that. It made me more open to like political standpoints and what people of other like being white and realizing my privilege and realizing what I'm going through and how even though if I'm saying my day sucked somebody else is fucking way worse than me and I don't and you don't even know you know what I mean yeah so it it is very eye-opening and this is like the first time I even expressing this to you you know what I mean it was it was uh it was not it was it was tough you know I mean like when people say like oh it, it's a myth or privilege and stuff like no it's definitely not like if people are here fucking killing themselves for the opportunity just to be welcomed or accepted. Right. Yeah. But there, there a lot of people's mindsets are there that people are just happy not doing any of that. That's, that's not the case at all. Like they want the same thing you do. They're willing to contribute to society. They're willing to come in here and do stuff. Like once that Obama act passed, a town like Shenandoah was these, a lot of these kids who are now your age and younger who are able to become citizens are now putting business into small town America. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, it's huge. And not just business; they're providing services for people. They're they're helping putting fixing houses up. They're cutting people's hair, which people didn't think was that it's a joke job. But that pandemic, everyone was dying to get a haircut, right? right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> they're putting restaurants in town. It's just yeah, it's it's a lot. So and and you said your song. See how I'm segueing that's not, and your song was pretty much speaking on that for the most part, right? Yeah, and that's why I said also um, one of the things that I didn't mention was that in Mexico, we get like you get paid less because the peso is less is less worth than less than yeah. a dollar. Mm-hmm. It's like what is it at now? Nineteen? Well, I don't I think it's nineteen. But what I heard, uh like we were talking with my friends yesterday, he said uh in Mexico you get paid a week about was it like ninety dollars or sixty dollars a week? American? Yeah. Or peso. Yeah. No, peso. American. Like it equals out it equals, to ninety it equals out to ninety, to 90 do- Yeah. Yeah. It equals out to ninety dollars American, and that's a week of yeah. work. Imagine that, and yeah. working twelve-hour shifts. Yeah, yeah. So you have to see a way to survive with ninety dollars in a week. Yeah. So, and expen- it's expensive over there if you want to buy meat. Yeah. You know, so you I, either I, buy clothes or you buy food. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 this that that was something that was very eye-opening when I went to visit Dominican Republic, and then you see like the exchange rate from the from their current. It's I don't think it's the peso. It's. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but in that country, like our, I think it was for every dollar to them was forty seven dollars to us American. Forty seven. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's higher big. over there. Yeah, it's yeah. higher over there. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember like we were leaving the resort. Every time I went to a resort and a bartender gave me a drink, I would slide him ten bucks. Now he's seen that ten to, bucks to me American dollar to me ten bucks. 
I would give an American bartender $10. Yeah. But because knowing and growing up and the situations that I've heard and, and knowing that these people struggle, I slid him 10 bucks. To me, that's $10. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I'm, I already, I, I've paid, I've literally paid $700 a person for me and my wife to come to your country and you've fed, you've, you, I got flown here. You've transported me from the airport to your resort. You're feeding me all I can eat until I die. You're letting me drink all I can drink until I die. Then you're going to drive me back and then let me go back home for a $700 weekend. For both of you? For each. Oh, each person. Okay. Now, that's still great. That's still super cheap. Yeah. Now, when I get there, normally if you fly to New York, you can spend $700 a night. The first night in New York, if you're if you're not like your hotel room for one night in hotel, and then you, your your meal, and then mm. like in in America, that's a, that could be a day in a major city. <laughs> so going to another country and being treated like a like a king for that same price point, it was like man, like you can tell they really want you here so they can make money. So when I slid the guy the bar the bartender, he's like, "Are you sure?" And I was like, "I'm very sure." He's like, "You realize how much you're giving me?" I said, "I'm very aware." Like. Because it it can help that person, and then when we left, I had like I had I think twenty bucks left in my wallet, and I looked at Heidi, and we seen like a homeless dude, like he was homeless outside of the airport, and I gave him, I handed him a twenty dollar American, and he looked at it, and he looked at me, and he didn't say where, well, he just ran, he ran, he ran away because he was like he didn't want anyone else to see what he had, and that's 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 super sad to me, but like as an American, we go to those resorts and have a blast, but you don't see everything outside the resort is 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 really hardworking people like cutting a cantaloupe off a tree chopping it pouring rum into it and then trying to sell it for three bucks just to the three bucks american so they can then make the peso and then and they're not rich people they're, they're living in a hut you know what i mean like yeah. it's 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 just like a seeing things from outside the box and and it's very easy to be born and raised in small town school county or small town this and be like well we work you're goddamn right you work hard I'm not, we're not saying that what you're going through as a white American or a white person in Google County that you haven't busted your fucking ass because you have. But there's other people who are busting their ass and getting a lot less. Mm-hmm. And they're doing the same amount of work, if not more than you. And they're still trying to raise their kids. Like, you would do anything for your kid, right? Sure. But this kid, they, these people are too. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. now I'm not saying that open everything up and give everybody opportunities but we if we're if we're all about going over and fighting a war for oil and your neighbors are down like the, our neighbors from the down south or the mexican culture can help us let's we should be looking into more of that for me i'm right. not politic i'm not into politics i can't tell you everything i'm not politically savvy but i i just want humans to have an opportunity you know what i mean and that's just what it comes down to i don't i, I can care less about borders or this or that like i just i think we should all have an opportunity to live life regardless of who you are exactly yeah so one of the things also is that you're not if you go through the program or you get accepted you are not on um becoming a a citizen a citizen Mm -hmm. yet you know hopefully now with you know president biden (laughs) he'll give us a pathway to citizenship but no, so are you currently on a a, a, like what 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 status are you currently in like uh work permit Okay, so you have a work permit. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think there was a time during the last administration where they canceled all those work visas and they were shipping people away. That one rapper got hit with it. There was a rapper, he was like Canadian or something like that. And uh, he was 21 here, Savage? Maybe. He was here on a work, or he was Eng- from England or something, and he was here on a work visa and they canceled all work visas because they were doing this mass get everyone who doesn't belong in our country out type deal or something like that. I don't know. I, like I said, I'm not into politics, but... Mm-hmm. They don't know the ramifications of that. Like, not everyone, you know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah, they shut down the the applications. Yeah. But um, and now they, they open them back up now. Yeah. I think they're going to be open until sometime in February. So I seen a video, too, where they took the test that people have to take to become an American citizen. It's hard, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and they took that test and gave it to Americans, and they failed. About 80% of them failed. And you're expecting someone from another country to come and learn that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. sure, you should learn American history, but like... I, I, I didn't learn about the Dominican Civil War until like a few months ago at work. I had a whole conversation with somebody about like the Dominican Civil War and like because I was I just left and came back from Gettysburg and learned about our Civil War more in depth and seeing it in firsthand, and then hearing like Dominican Civil War, I was like, man, like, holy shit, like that's crazy, like that happened in another country, like that's that's the stuff that fascinates me. But we don't know a lot of world, like we know some world history, the, we know the, the world history that we were involved in. You know what I mean? But we don't know other countries, cultures and stuff. And then, yeah, I know it's it's strange. It's very strange to me. Yeah, That's another thing, too. When you're younger, you can pick it up. Like, I picked it up just by watching TV, you know, going to school. Mm-hmm. We used to always speak Spanish first, you know, in our in our household. It was house speaking. I mean, um, yeah. Spanish speaking. But um, so they already knew that you're you're going to school. You're you're bound to pick it up there. Yeah. But some people come over here when they're older. Now, do your parents know English? Yeah, they do. When I met them, they didn't. My mom... Um, or your dad at least didn't. My dad did. He did? Yeah. The whole time I could have talked to him? <laughs> yeah. That bastard. <laughs> <laughs> my mom, um, she just she just speaks... She has a heavy accent, you know? Yeah. She, and, but and, and she makes people, her way, you know? A lot of people with accents get self-conscious and they don't want to speak English because they get picked on for their accent. Yeah. It's like, she's no. the opposite. She's the complete opposite. Yeah. Like, she'll... She don't care. She yeah. don't care. <laughs> like, she'll be going to Burger King and instead of saying value fries, she'll be like, can I get the baby fries? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, she don't care, but... I trained a girl at the job the first time I was there, because I, I was there and then left and came back. And one of the things I was very, very proud of, of, of the company we work for, and I, I don't want to say the name because I don't know their things, but it's not because I'm not a pr- I'm not proud to work there, because I truly am, is the fact that they let people come in there and work knowing no English. I don't know. I think that's, once again, that's breaking down a barrier to give people an opportunity. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. and, and a cool thing, too, is speaking on... Like when I first used to go up there and work, you would hear a lot of people complain about that fact. Like, oh, they're allowed to work here with no English and they're getting more opportunities than us. And I was like, we already had a head a, a, a head start in the race. They're trying to catch up in the race. If there's one barrier that we have to like kind of suffer from a little bit so they can catch up to us equally, I'm cool with that. And the same thing that happened in Shen, like when everyone was like, oh, Hazelton's a dump. I'm like, give that time. Hazelton's going to be a dope place to be soon because I've seen it happen in Shenandoah. You know what I mean? Like Hazelton has the opportunity. Like it's a multicultural place. Hazelton has a lot. Yeah. It's like you can go to and experience different culture. Like you can go to Italian restaurant, a Dominican restaurant, a Mexican restaurant, Mexican restaurant, Puerto Rican restaurant. Like it's all there. Like that's awesome, awesome. to me. Mm-hmm. Like we're so like we should eat Chinese tonight, but well, I don't want the Mexicans in School County. It's like why? Why can't they be here? Yeah. You're you're okay having the Mexican restaurant in town, but as long as I stay at their Mexican restaurant and they don't come out and they don't like that's bullshit. Stop it. Yeah. Fucking stop it. You'll eat their food all day long, but they can't gr- shop at your grocery store without you making fun of them because they're different. Like shut the fuck up. Like I, I ugh. Hate people. Sometimes. I'm gonna have. I'm definitely gonna go either for Chinese or Mexican food after this. Yeah. <laughs> the Chinese yeah. place in Monte City is amazing. I haven't had it in so long. But I we used to always walk uptown and get that mm. every day. It's so good. So fucking good. I like Shenandoah's. 
Shenandoah's Chinese. Chinese. Mm-hmm. There's only one now, right? There used to be two. There used to be one next to the bank. Yeah. One next. To, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, they closed that was a that long down. time ago. Yeah. Oh, and oh. then it caught on fire. Yeah. So the building's not even there anymore. The whole section caught on fire. I, I really don't. I Are you still in Shenandoah? No, well, I live in Monte City too. Well, oh, you're both in Monte City? Yeah. 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 Monte City, oh my God, there's so much good food. I know Craig, if he's still listening, he, he's like, I need to come back to the area because I'm, I'm craving a dogie from Pascoli's. The dogies. I, I don't know. So dogie, is, it looks like a pizza, but it's like a, a sub. So it's like the bread, but it's like eating a hoagie or a sub, wherever you're from. Um, but it's it's made in a pizza form. They're really good. Pascoli's right across from Carini's. Monte City. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They're really good. Hmm. Gonna have to check into that. I love the food in Monte City. I always go out and eat a lot. Yeah. Where's your, where's your where's your go to spot in town? I go everywhere, man. I yeah. go to the Red Zone. Red Zone. I'll go to McNiff's. Oh McNiff's yeah. food is amazing. So the the girl who the lady who cooks McNiff's food used to cook for Pick a Pack. What used to be in Monte City? Oh, yeah. I used to like Pick a Pack. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, Pick a Pack used to be owned by Mary Leskavage. Mm. The lady who's involved with the the Chenado, uh Culture Project. Oh wow! She used to own Pick a Pack. Wow! Mm-hmm. She sold it, right? Yep. And she did. She she got rid of. She got rid. Of, they, they got rid of Pick a Pack, and then they started focusing more on being involved in revitalizing Chenado. Yeah. Wow! Didn't know that. And then the lady who cooked there went to McNiff's. So all the good food she made at Pick a Pack is now at McNiff's. Didn't know that. Do they sell cheesesteaks there? Yeah. Yeah. Because I used to get cheesesteaks in Pick a Pack. Yeah. So if. That's the same lady. I'm gonna be getting some there. Do their burgers at McNiff's? <laughs> oh my! God. I love McNiff's. McNiff's is probably the was the first bar that let me do a podcast inside of it. Oh wow! I've done like two or three of them. That's in there. nice. Yeah, they're they're good people there. Cool. Like, I go there. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know. I love money. I I go back every now and then. Like the and citizens. It's, it's, the citizens bar. Nice. Yeah. The you citizens know, bar. Bigger. Yeah. That bar was never always a public bar. That was like a members only yeah. thing. And now, now it's public. It public yeah. yeah. That whole basement. I used to tell people like, dude, this basement is so cool. And I was like, we can't be there. And now mm. it's a, it's open to the public. And then like the beer garden outside. Oh yeah. They had that. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday the guy. Someone's listening from like California. Bro. Like, what are you just talking about? Like, They're come right. to Monty City. Dude, we'll put you up. <laughs> come hang out with us. <laughs> we, know, we know some people, right? <laughs> yeah. You can come hang out with us. Come to School County. That's This whole podcast is bringing more people to School County so we can hang out and have a good time. We could, Once Corona's over, we can. School, we can, school County. We can the party. The Skook. The Skook bot. <laughs> we were talking to a guy at work about, he's like, I want to move to that area. I'm like, it's going to be tough at first, but just give to people time. People don't get used to it, you know, yeah. until you get used to it and everything. You'll move in. He was a, he was a, uh, a black guy, and he came. He's like, well, how, how would I like it in School County? I said, at first, probably not at all. I said, but give it time. It'll grow on you. Yeah. Mm. You have to travel out to experience some fun stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. but I feel like everywhere now, like, you know, nothing is close. Like the mm-hmm. mall, to go to the mall, you need to drive out. Because we don't to have a mall To go to Walmart, anymore. you have to drive out. Right, we don't have a mall. See, Frackville, it, this may sound so stupid, but living in Monty City, you'd be like, I have to go to fucking Walmart. Shit, I have to go to hometown or, or St. Yeah. Clair. Now right. you live in Frackville, it's like, dude, Walmart's a stone throw away for us. Like, because you're already cut out 20 minutes out of your time because we live in Frackville now. Yeah. Frackville's really, that's a good spot for me. I don't know, I like it. Yeah. It's quiet, yeah. I dig Frackville. I mean, I miss Monty City, but I, I like I like Frackville a lot. Is there any good food out here? Yeah, um, Anthony's is good. There's two. We have two Anthony's. They're oh, both yeah. good. Anthony's. There's only one place in town I won't. I won't. I'm not a big fan of. Where? I won't. I don't want to say it on the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, no way. Why? You don't like the food? No, because I don't want to hurt a business. Like no, I mean, yeah, no I just, way. Like, why won't you like their? I, I mean, why don't I you seen, like? I seen I seen some of the stuff the owner did, and like 
I thought the way he presented himself, I wasn't cool with, and I don't think their food is good enough to justify his terrible actions. Mm. So I just don't eat there. Um, I love Anthony's. Uh, Anthony's is the same people who own their place in Shenandoah. DiMaggio. DiMaggio's. Yeah. yeah. So their food, DiMaggio's is amazing, and now we have that in Frackville. Um, and it's more places from Shenandoah are delivering, so I get Francesco's every now and then. Um, and then the place that used to be in the Frackville Mall, that is now... Oh, um, yeah. is up by in Shenandoah, so mm-hmm. they deliver. We, that's actually a box of Sugulas right there that we ate yesterday. No way. Yeah, I, yeah I, we try to... We eat like we're like we should stop eating out, but then we also like supporting small business. <laughs> it's tough. That's why I'm El Gordo, right? El <laughs> Gordo. <laughs> no, so, I love food too. So yeah, I, I'm sorry. We're bouncing around a lot. For people who are here for a, a constructive story, you're probably not going to get it. But that's the beauty of a podcast. Um, so you made it to the semifinals. So I seen in the second video when you came out in your your raver girl outfit. Yeah. Yeah, they showed like a cowboy guy putting a rose on a TV. I guess he got booted or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, the connection you don't have with the the because uh, I th- I think when a lot of people see the TV magic, they think that like you guys are like they're like a boot camp and you see each other all the time. Do you make relationships with the other people in the show? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I met a lot of cool people, especially like the contestants. Mm-hmm. You know, you already share the passion for music or whatever they do and it's it's a nice experience there is people that you know they kind of stick to themselves or you know they're antisocial. Mm-hmm. um but there was some really nice people that you know they're like oh we should collaborate after this or you know and they're from texas like they're from all different parts of the u.s mm-hmm. so that was really cool we got to hang out you know we were there it's like yo let's do something you know it was really nice. The producers, I love the producers, like so nice. And even the even the the judges, the celebrities, like they were they were there. Like you wanted to go interact with them before the COVID. Like we were getting hugs and pictures and everything, like all close up. Afterwards, you know, the COVID thing happened, so we had to do the six distance. But mm-hmm. we they were still available, like for videos or anything. Yeah, like a little air hair fire size stuff. Mm-hmm. So and it, it was it was really cool. It was a like. Uh, the dopest experience. Nice. Now yeah. you made it to the semifinals. Mm-hmm. So the semifinals is how was it like four people. How many people were left? Mm, I don't remember how many people were left. To be honest, what was what was the final thing they said to you that that wasn't able to to go onto the comp? Like what was your what was your feedback that that they said that you the reason you didn't move on? Well, it was based on voting on votes. Okay, so it came down to people's votes. Yeah, it came down to that. How much do you buy into that? Well, I don't buy it. At first, exactly. Like at first, it was like, uh, like everybody was shocked because I was very unique. Like I had, you know, I was wearing something completely different. A lot of a lot of the genres were Mexican regional music, mm-hmm. and so like machata and stuff like uh, that. Mariachi, mariachi, banda, you know, corrido. Like, what I, is country music in? And Mexican culture, like, it would be like corrido, okay, norteño, norteño, yeah. okay, yeah, because that's a big it's thing like too. Country, yeah. yeah, it's like country mm-hmm. music where it's like a dude and guitar, yeah, yeah, or like a polka, like a polka, really, yeah, yeah. interesting, yeah. There, there, there. There's a lot of similarities. Were you there. the only rapper? Um, I was one. No, they had a few rappers, you know, um, but I was the only rapper that advanced. I think to the uh, the female rapper that advanced to the semifinals. How many people were in the contest total? 
Do you know? No. Like you don't know, like 10,000 people and it came down to you four. So many. I don't know because it they did contests all over the states. Wow. They did, and all the big cities. They did more than one in California alone. So, more so than this one was, in Texas. So when I say like America's Got Talent, it was America's Got Talent, but it focused on Spanish culture. Exactly. It was just like, as if it was America's Got Talent in Spanish. You know how they have the voice? Yes. And then La Voz? Mm-hmm. It's the yeah, it's similar. Well, the thing is, is like if you went on The Voice and you spoke only Spanish, they would probably kick you out first round because it's not what's the mainstream music scene. So then a show like this gives other people an opportunity to be seen. Right. And it's just, it's just like you said, like if you're not doing... Because the hard rock there is... The Mexican regional music. Mm-hmm. And I'm coming in doing hip hop. Yeah. You know, but the first song I when I came on, um, they I think they appreciated that my song had to do with who I was. You know, I spoke about I came here, you know, the United States and how I was like always wanted to t- come and take over, like cross over in the music you know, being Mexican. Mm-hmm. And so they liked that. And then I followed it up. I followed up that topic, that subject. And then when I moved on to the next round, that's when I did the English. And it was kind of more of you saw the more confident side now, you know, things are different. And I think they wanted me to keep it how I was doing it in Spanish and with the whole like more brought out my culture. But I just wanted to show, you know, the versatile that I had with music and well, here's, here's my quick question. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, the name of the show is what? Tengo talento, mucho talento. I have talent, a lot of talent. Yes. So, to rap that in English, then to rap that same lyric on the same beat in Spanish, you have to switch up the way you the way you enunciate or you would say it because what how it sounds in Spanish and how it sounds in English is the same message, but it doesn't fit to the same beat sometimes. Right. Now, that song... Um, you're you're talking about La Frontera where I cross over to yeah. English to Spanish. The reason why I did that is because I was telling the story and there's a line where I say, when I was nine, I already had two years working. And then I said, oh, I got ahead of myself. Um, I forgot to tell you how when I was five is when I crossed the border. And then I said, I I learned to speak English and now I speak it better than the white girls yeah you know and that's when i switched off to english to basically follow up what i had just said and i was like yes i said i speak it better oh that was kogo get your sweater uh if a group of us goes out in the rain there's no telling whose back sweater no i'm not saying that we're Uh, better you know but when it comes to jobs quit the bitch and treat them like a woman and go get her uh you know (laughs) i love it i love it yeah Yeah, because i mean you guys kind of like it was weird. Like it's like uh, the way I describe it. Like the, I always relate to the movie to the Breakfast Club, where it's like it was three. The detention. Was, the detention. Why? Because that is so much like society, where the jocks stay to the jocks and the people stay yeah. to the people. But now put that into like that movie was all white people, right? So now relate that to like Shenandoah High School, where you have your jocks with your jocks, but yeah. not all the jocks are white that hang out with the Spanish. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they're even now you have another form of segregation. So I remember being the white dude. Then hanging out with who I hung out, like, you know, Tony, and then meeting you and then meeting your Spanish friends. And I was like, this is like a whole nother thing I never even thought existed. <laughs> right. And we're in a small fucking town of less than a thousand people. You know what I mean? Like, 
it's so crazy how we put barriers and blockades blockades in front of us. Yeah. Yeah. It was strange. It was it's it's so so different. Like I couldn't imagine like I it, it still blows my mind that like there's still people in this area that I, I don't know anything like I don't know their story. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're here. You know what I mean? Like we definitely have to have you back on because I feel like there's so much more we can dive into and talk I about. Know. Like there's so much more of your past I want to know. Like when I was fifteen, you know how we have the whole quinceañera thing. Mm-hmm. Um, being that we're Mexican, well, I had my quinceañera and I was rapping back then. Yeah. Um, quinceañeras when, you know, instead of your sweet 16, it's the 15. And I remember I had already like had, a, I was in a rap group already. And what was the name of that rap group? Interface Records. Interface Records. <laughs> <laughs> I, always, I forgot the name. Interface Records. Interface Records. That was so much fun. Yeah. He used to work at the job. Timmy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Austin he used Montana. to work there. I would never call him Arson. He hated arson? it. Yeah, I'd never yeah. said. I was like, "What's up, Tim?" He's like, "I'm Arson." I'm like, "Fuck you, you're oh, Tim." Oh, he hated that. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the only reason I did that is because we used to always play basketball against each other too. And I was always because I was the only white dude. I was the one everyone had to start the rivalry with because Tony and Jay were so fucking good at basketball. And then I was decent, but like they thought I was the weaker link. So everyone's <laughs> like, I'll just play Blackwall all the time. And then I would, oh. and then it would be like, so I was, we would play fucking three on three all day long from sun up to sundown. And then once, like us, us as a unit couldn't be stopped. Like you couldn't, like we were just a really good three, three piece basket. And then we can add a fourth or a fifth and we would do really well too. But, uh, at the end of the day, people's feelings would be hurt, and they'd be like, well, they just beat our ass all day, and I'm usually, I'll, I'll challenge him, and they'd pick me out of line. Mm-hmm. So then I would have to play three more games to prove that I was good enough, as good as them, because they were picking out the weaker link. So it was fucking tough, man, yeah. like in the basketball culture. But yeah, interface records, arson. Yeah, I said yeah. it. There you go. I said it for you, brother. So that that party was so fun. Because there was remember, like a lot of Mexican the, in music City, in Monty City. Thunder Rose, you guys had an interface. Rose. That was in yeah. Shenandoah. Yeah. yeah, you had. The, I remember the Interface Records party where everyone went up and performed. Yeah, uh, Gilberton, the firehouse. Oh, I wasn't Gilberton. at that one. We used to throw like Bro, we would do our own show party. Yeah, and I remember you did a show above the. It was like a rec center. It used to be a video store, and it was in Monty City. You know where the theater was. So you know where the the bank is. Yeah, and then a couple buildings down, I'm on the top floor. You guys performed up there. In Monty City. I don't remember. It, you had to go through the side door and go up to the very top floor, and they had a huge stage set up, and you guys did a whole show up there in Monty oh, City yeah? the one time. Yeah. I remember that one, too. You guys, yo, you guys were young, and you guys were doing some dope-ass shit. Right? You're putting like together the shows, and it was like a hip-hop show. We were throwing out like our own listening party. Yeah. Our own. You were way ahead of your times. Like, right. Interface there Records was, was ahead of our time. It def- definitely was, now that you're, you know mentioning it there was no youtube back then no there was no facebook and you guys then. were fucking 15 16 years old throwing shows on together my, and we were putting tracks on myspace yeah and recording it, on because i remember true used to sing in the shows it was like interface records and then true. true would show up and sing it was like a whole fucking thing that was dude i was part of it and now like thinking back on it it was so ahead of its time yeah it was only fly, flyers only. Yeah, and it was, and, and it would be packed, and it was all underage. <laughs> yeah, it was all underage. underage. Yeah, it was all. It was like a youth movement. It was like all youth mu- mu- music. And it was fun. Yeah, it was a good time. It really was. Yeah. Who else was a part of that? It was uh, uh, Josh. Arson, Josh, aka Crack. Crack. Yeah. Um. Who else? Uh, Thug. Um. Kel. Ryan. Which okay. Is Thug. Young Thug. Kells, the good Kells? kid. Is he still in the area? Yeah. He's still, he's, he's in Minersville. Really? Mm-hmm. Does he still rap and stuff? Yeah. 
That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard of any of that. They went to Strikers. Yeah. They, and did a show with Yeah, with we Kel. did shows in. Really? And oh, my God. Who, who held that? Um, Guardian. Guardian, yeah. Yeah. I fucking, that, that just brings back so much interface record parties. We wow. have video. Yeah. Recorded. Uh, we remember? were in the Ramada in Hazleton. Really? Yeah. <laughs> At 15 years old, putting together hip-hop shows in the area. Multi-culture, yeah. multi-racial hip-hop shows. Yeah, we used to have... Um, we had a crew, right, mm-hmm. that we called... Uh, it was Arson. It was my brother, Ruben. Yeah, Ruben. How's he doing? He's good. good. Yeah. You know? And we always said he was like the pretty boy, with his hair always yeah. perfect. Yeah. And and then it was Crack, you know? Which so, is the white boy. The white boy. Yeah. So I'm like, I got an idea. It's three of a kind. I'm yeah. Like, Yo... Right there. Oh yeah, that was their group. It was yeah. and Jay. Them. Jay used to make the Jay used to make the beats for Arson and stuff. Jay but. made that was later on. Jay and then Tony sang got on a couple tracks. Yeah, that was fun, man. It was. Imagine if we would have stayed together. It would have been like a bigger group. Who's, who said you can't still do it? No, I'm just saying everybody's everybody's doing Jay's different. different Jay's things. still making beats. Yeah. Yes, he has a lot of beats. I'm guaranteeing if you were. We all also we all lost contact too. Well, this is the this is the perfect way to bring it all together. People who are talented shouldn't let their past or whatever happened be let it be what it was. And then, if you're creative people and you're talented people, it shouldn't be the yeah. barrier. And it's no problem. It's life's just too life. short. Life yeah, happens. life's too short. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we like actually we were like the first rap group around. Hundred percent. Doing what we were doing. I can't doing. remember another one. You know, like we were going and doing shows down the road. We were going to uh, everywhere we we. Could have gone. We 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 did it, or we were planning out. It's like, how much for the hall? We'll get it. We do our shows ourselves. Yeah, that's it. You know. I, I still remember the, the Thunder Road one was. I was shoulder to shoulder. Right. And then the one up in Monty City was packed too. I should rekindle with a girl at that night. That was a bad. That was a crazy night. <laughs> that was back when there was. Um, we used to hand out this. That's when Tony was a salute. What do you mean a salute? I was a salute. I oh just, you. Yeah, that was bad news. Not that Tony. Me. That mm-hmm. was bad news bears back then. We. we Hand out mixtapes. Yeah, I remember I ran I ran their uh, True's Facebook MySpace page. Oh yeah. I used to like put the graphics up and then put their music page up. You can't even find that anymore. My I think MySpace got rid of. All I that. know. I I, I had videos there and I had music they get there deleted. too. Yeah. Everything got deleted. I'm like I'm looking for pictures that I have. Been, I can't find them. Yeah. They delete I guess from their servers because it's. Just taking space. What a blast from the past. I completely, you, you said the thing, I was like, what the fuck was that record label called? Yeah, Interface Records. Yeah. It Crazy. went from, it used to be Made Productions. It was Made Productions. And I had an idea of how to, it was going to look like, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, bro, we'll have a maid, like a maid made, grabbing like a. Come a little closer. Like a beat machine or whatever, you know, or a turntable, whatever, and have made. On the freaking thing yeah. and having a maid like doing crazy stuff. I remember when you, know? when you guys were doing it, and I remember like like yo, I go play ball, and she's like, I gotta make all these beats, and he we couldn't get him out of the house, and he would just be making, and then and then Tim would come over and get in the studio, which was a closet lin- lined with styrofoam, so it, mm-hmm. it gave a soundproof thing. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of grinding. They was it was just young kids grinding, trying. Our first studio was. Uh, Computer, uh, old ass computer, and in their living room. What yeah. was the what was the name? Audacity. I was using. No, we were using. Uh, I still use Audacity. We were using Cool Edit Pro. Cool Edit cool Pro. <laughs> Pro. <laughs> I was the one there all the time, busting my ass, and they'd be messing up, and I'd be getting 
so tired of it. I'm like, bro, come on, man. Like, you got to get it. I'm mm-hmm. tired hearing the same crap over and over and over, <laughs> you know? And the beat that we used was just a chopped up beat that I did from uh, Daddy Yankee. Yeah. You know? And I just did something, looped it up, looped it up, looped it up. They started recording. Arson started recording. Ruben started recording. Crack started recording. And then they went to play somewhere, took a break. I'm there. So she hops on it. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? Like when they came back, it's like, oh, yeah. I honestly, now I think of it, in School County, I cannot think of another female rapper. Me either. No. You're, you're like one in a million. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that there shouldn't be any. I think more people should step up. Like, you were you were definitely one of a kind. Yeah. Yeah. And you were doing biracial rapping, like, which is crazy to me because, like I said, like, you can say a verse in a Spanish to me, Spanish already sounds like rap because you guys go so goddamn fast. You know what I mean? It's like, help me. You know, you're too quick. I mean, I speak English very fast too, but, and then like to take the same beat and then take the same message and then convert it halfway through was very impressive to me. Like, I think obviously someone who just only speaks one language, two people, a person that speaks two languages is super impressive, but I don't know. Like, it's fucking fun. It's really fun. So when you got, when you got the, the like you're not going to the next round. What was your what was your feelings on that, or how did that how did that play out? Well, of course I wanted to, you know, make it to the next round, and you know I wanted to win, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but based off the feedback that I got from the judges on all times, I was okay. I was more than fine. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, based on that the genre was the Mexican regional music. I didn't even expect to advance on from the first one. So I was already grateful there the second time. The and you sec- were speaking some real shit. Yeah. And the second time, I I think I got the best reaction like out of the season, you yeah. know. And so I was super happy after that. And then the third one, I was like, I'm just grateful to be here, like yeah. no matter what happens, because I know it was a risk. Yeah. And I, and you there was a few times where they had to censor or bleep you. Oh, yeah. I, I, I had cursing. Yeah. Do you think that hurt you at all? No. Because you were, were you the only one cursing? No. No? Oh, see, I didn't see the other contestants, so I, yeah. I didn't know how the, the dynamic was. But there was a, a girl, a female rapper from uh, Reading, who was on that show on Netflix where Cardi B and T.I. were all the judges for. Did you ever see that one? Yeah. She Bees. was Bees. She was good. Yeah. I actually um had seen her before the show. I already knew of she her. She was like this big. She was like a little left yeah, eye. Yeah. She was like a little gangster-ass left eye. Yeah. She was good. Yeah. Um... I had gone to perform in New York, and the guy that owned the club there, he uh, he showed me his music, and that he had a song featuring Beans. So that's how I actually knew her. Yeah, I liked the show. her. Was she is she also Mexican or was she? Uh, um, no. no, I don't know what she is, but yeah. she's not Mexican. Okay, she was really good. Yeah, she's yeah. That was like, it was weird because like growing up, I didn't really like, I mean, we had mainstream female rappers, but they weren't getting the same respect. And then like, I think the first actual female rapper for me that got like a lot of love and respect was probably Nicki, Nicki Mm -hmm. Minaj. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, people hate on her because they think she's stupid, but I think she's a fucking genius. But Cardi, like when I say genius, I think she plays into exactly what you need her to be. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. she's a lot, I think she, she, she also plays a character. You yeah, know what I mean? Of course. But she's also very liberating because she's will, she's willing to just be herself and say mm-hmm. what she what's on her mind. She's playful, very playful. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan. Heidi, mm-hmm. that's all Heidi listens to. Heidi loves mm-hmm. Cardi. But also the cool thing with Heidi, 
she gets mistaken for being Spanish all the time, and then she probably pulls into her job parking lot or any parking lot, and she's been listening to a lot of Spanish music. Mm. She doesn't know what they're saying, but she likes it. So like, and a lot of that Spanish music she's got from Cardi. So when like when the, she has a song, oh, okay. featuring another Spanish art yeah. rapper, she like searches that person out and then listens to it. Like, there's so many times in the car where, and then, and then she'll go to work and then go to like somebody at work and be like, I heard this in the rap. What does it mean? So when all right, so we're gonna say so. So when Cardi says my thing is a certain word and yours is uh, basudo or machata. So she's like, she went to work and found out what those words mean. And the lady's like, don't don't say that. Don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So it's, it's even hater or lover. She's bringing a style of music into culture that she should, like she shouldn't be as big as she is because she doesn't just speak English. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's not easy for someone of Latin, right now to be the pot like jennifer lopez did it but she did it speaking only english yeah and then she came out and did like a spanish song and people were like i hate it but like it's just as good as the english but you, you just don't you can't comprehend the lyrics so it doesn't make it less relevant you know yeah and i remember back in the day when the radio didn't even play any spanish songs no and now i remember being shocked by the macarena was the first one. Despacito. But when Despacito came out and I was hearing it on the radio out here, I was like, no way. The first one I heard was Los Lonely Boys. Oh, yeah? I never heard of it. There's a verse in that song where they do it all in Spanish and Mm -hmm. they go back to singing it in English. And that got big radio play. And then Despacito. And then Cardi, I think, was the next big one. Or no, like Pitbull. Pitbull was... Oh, Pitbull. Now, the one that's coming up that's doing a lot of... uh, He's everywhere. Bad Bunny. Okay, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Who's who's the guy at my job that everyone listens to? Uh, Romeos, Romeos Santos. 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 That's Bachata, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just do a little. But yeah. everybody, like like Lil Pump. I don't know if you heard of Lil Pump. I heard him. I never listened to his music. You know, he's doing, now he's doing uh, like uh, features with Dominican artists. Yeah. Just because it's catchy. Yeah. You know? Dude, where, Spanish music is fun. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, though, like. I you know like I remember the one of the first parties I went to underage was uh, was a Mexican party. You guys don't fuck around, man. You guys go all night long. Like <laughs> you have like four day parties. They just don't end. They just go and go. It's like you need to be hydrated to fuck around with you guys. <laughs> the thing I like about like the Mexican parties is that either they'll bring a DJ and the DJ will play like all types of music mm-hmm. to dance to and have fun to, you know. Or they'll get an uh, an actual live band, yeah, and that's just so cool. Or yeah. they'll have both, mm-hmm. like, and the food is amazing. <laughs> You'll never run out of beer, you know. No, <laughs> and you can dance and have fun, like another culture party, like. And I'm not saying like another, like I'm saying like. Let me know when you guys have another one. I I want to be there. I, I, won't, I won't know anything that's going on. We'll have a blast. Just yeah, keep, keep feeding me beer. I'm fun. good to go. It's fun, <laughs> and of course, you know, there's beer. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be a baby. No, tequila. it'll be a baby's. Ooh, I'm trying to keep my pants on. First year party, birthday yeah. party, and yeah. have beer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's yeah. that's literally every Irish Italian family. Like, I don't think I've ever been to a party where someone didn't have a, a six pack or a beer there. It could be a kid's birthday party. Like, yeah, you got beer. All right. You know what I mean, like, I love it. But uh, since the contest, uh, and you were doing this contest while you were still obviously working because you were plugging your contest. Yeah. So yeah. since the contest, and now obviously COVID has probably put a big damper on things. You can't really go out and perform. What are some um, goals or things you you have set up for the future? Well, I'm definitely working on new music. You know, um, I have to release my my mixtape that I'm gonna. Um, it's 
a small mixtape, but it's going to be Spanish only. Mm-hmm. And I want to do different genres. I was talking about it's kind of like a guitar. It's it's not quite country in Spanish, but um, like like the the sexy the little Spanish guitar. Yeah, the yeah. Spanish guitar. You know, and like the Despacito guitar, like that's a little bit guitar in the beginning. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, something like that. So what she's saying is, for the people who do listen to this show, she's looking for people that I know a lot of very talented people who can play guitar and a lot of talented musicians. So if you're someone in the area who does classic rock or anything, she wants to collaborate with you guys. She wants to she wants to bring the Mexican style rap and culture into the rock and roll a little bit because she's in an area where this is a very popular genre and she's kind of on an island alone and she wants to find a way to meet in the middle and make fun music. Exactly. Like whoever wants to make some a whole new genre or who wants to you know do something good and create magic because that's what's going to happen. I'm not Listen, you can play the guitar, you know, you can play the bass. Like, we're writing something good. Like, yeah. Point blank. Is there anything else you want to get out today before we wrap up? That's something we missed because I know we, we went all over the place. Yeah, we definitely did. Um, I had a great time. I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy we sat down and did this. This is really fun. I know. This isn't the last time. You're coming back. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm also like willing you know i i write for other people um also if it, like i like rock music too like i grew up on uh no doubt like yeah you know the tragic kingdom yep back then back then they had you know those cd magazines and the like a bunch of cds you like promotely you get we get them for a penny they come, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they would come in packs sometimes they would just send randoms and that one was one that came and oh, i just I fell them. in love gwen with stefani it. gwen stefani is great she's a vampire she doesn't mm-hmm. age there's right some, there's something wrong with her <laughs> yeah and well, that was the thing with me and tony like with tony and, and jay and all them they uh I was like, yo, here's these cool rock bands. And they're like, well, here's awesome R&B and hip hop. Yeah. And we just like, we swapped music. And I was just like, and then now today you're hearing rock mixed with hip hop and R&B and all that stuff. And now like how we're saying that the Spanish culture is infiltrating that too. And it's like, it's just so much fun. So much fun. Yeah. It's like right now there's a new genre that just got created. Right. Um, and that's what she's saying about it. You know, that uh, in music, you actually have to experiment different uh cultures in order to come out with something that people are, are never ever heard and yeah. you were gonna make it like wow i would never thought that you could have made something out of this yeah and we were getting you that know? with Mex- mexican culture black culture and 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 R- r&b black culture with hip-hop spanish and and you guys were doing that at the age of 15 in school county and probably only a handful of people know about it or still remember about it like yeah. like it was so ahead of its time like i said we had we have videos cassettes that we have to convert oh to, to dvd to dvd yeah we have our digital and where yeah. they do that at nowadays there, yeah. there is a there is a um thing you can do it's like online it's like a subscription thing but what you do is you put in a box your files like your your cassettes and you mail it to them and then they mail you back the thumb drive with all the stuff on it but how can you mail it if you can't get it on the no, well, you you mail them the cassette. Oh, okay. So you mail them the stuff that you want, and they ma- they mail you back your footage, and then they send it back with a thumb drive with oh, all your okay. stuff digitally. It, oh, it, cool. it is a company that does it. I'm does not sure how cheap they are, but it, they do they, do it. I'm definitely. She has that. that out. The, the, yeah. We have the interface record thing on that. Yeah. So I, I, if you ever get it converted, I would love to see some old interface records. Yeah, stuff. a lot of people want to see that. Yeah. 
Yeah. We that have was, pictures, I think, some pictures we still have. That's crazy. It blows my mind, that, that stuff. When they went to Allentown. Some people still have mixtapes. I remember, like, a few years back, they'll be like, oh, I have one of your old mixtapes. I'm like, send it to me, and they would. <laughs> and now I remember even when I would lose some songs, I'd be like, well, at least it's only some songs. But now I'm like, we don't have any Anything of the like, old songs, yeah. like nothing. I still have people come up to it, and like, I remember when you, Tony, and Justin came to Ashland and played everybody in basketball. That still happens to me. And then, mm. like, and then they see me all fat, and they're like, what happened? I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. Life happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, joint disorders and beer happened is what happened to me. But uh, yeah, anything else in closing? Um, we- but yeah, also, um, like, I'm, all, I'm willing to collaborate myself, mm-hmm. you know, like, Anybody that's willing to work and, like I said, do something. I have a few good. people in mind that I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you, I'm gonna send in this interview and, and say this is someone you should reach out to. Yeah. Because I know a dude who, who I believe he maybe half Mexican, half white, and he's really talented on a guitar, and I think you'd be a good fit. Tom, I'm talking about you, Tom. Um, I think t- you and Tom would be because he he's a guy who plays in the, this this band. I know the boys upstairs, and they're like a party band. You get you fill them up with beer, and they just keep singing all night and have a great time. Um, but the funny <laughs> thing is, he he sings uh, shit La Bamba. Oh okay. Uh, but like a lot of people just do the la 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 Bamba. But he knows all because he speaks Spanish, so he does the entire La Bamba. Oh, he speaks Spanish. Yeah. But he oh, doesn't no. look like a span like he looks like just a white dude. With, yeah, like he just looks like a normal. Does he have a group or it's just Yeah, he's part of the boys upstairs. But he's also like he's a super talented singer, musician. Just he's just all around very, very talented. I think he'd you guys would be a good co- collaboration. Cool. So I think he would understand your culture and, and but he also knows the other culture. Yeah. That's the guy I have kinda have in Where mind. Where are they from? He's from he he lives in Possible. Oh, okay, cool. That's yeah. Cool. Very, very talented. Love him to death. Mm-hmm. Actually when the podcast was the podcast almost ended because the computer I was using was about to take a shit. He came over and helped me like fix it and clean it and gave me a couple more months out of life out of it so I can raise the money and get the new one. Good dude. Really, really good dude. Yeah, I think that's the guy I have in mind. I'm about speaking things in to existence. So if you really want something, if you awesome. speak enough at it, I feel like you put the energy into it. It happens. Awesome. That's just kind of my weird belief. But I, I think that's I true, I believe though. that, too. Yeah. Because like even with, with her, you know, I have I get an idea, and I show her. I'm like, yo, this is gonna be good. I like I you like know? that too because you're you're about creating stuff, but you're also creating for other people. And I mean, like this platform is obviously my platform, but this whole platform is to help other people and understand. I, I probably talked a lot because I know you were a little nervous. Yeah, at first. So <laughs> I try to. So some people in the comments were like, yo, this dude talked the whole time, mm. right? But I try to gauge my people i'm with so i think the next time you come on and we talk a little bit more about your up, like upcoming because i, I want to know more about you being raised in school county and, mm. and your perception on things you know what i mean and, and what got you to where you are like today was a little bit about just music and and i think breaking down barriers culturally and telling a little bit how we met and stuff but i, I think there's definitely a part two here for all three of us to hang out and i'm very interested to hear your a little bit more of your personal story and 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 then tie the music in later if you're if you're down for that yeah definitely yeah. I had fun here. Enjoyed I'm glad you the, came. The beer. Yeah. <laughs> There's always beer here. There's always beer. Uh, anything you want to plug or get out there? No, I just want to say that, you know, we're the kind of people that are willing to support um, everybody in their businesses or whatever way we could. Uh, artists, whatever, you know, we're willing to collab, whatever. And also, like I, I said, be on the lookout on the new 
EP that she'll be releasing. You know, it's gonna be in Spanish. You know, but it's to gonna it. it's gonna be something that to probably was unexpected for other people. Uh, we have art. Some artists I'm talking that might be on it. I'm not sure. Maybe it might be later on, but we're we're getting there. You know. Yeah. Do you uh, guys do you guys have Bandcamp? No. You know what Bandcamp is? No. So Bandcamp is kind of like Spotify, but it's made for independent artists. So you upload your your album on Bandcamp and you'd be like, I charge five bucks or I charge a dollar. And then, but when I go to your album, I can give you more than what you expected because if I feel like I liked it, I can go back and, and so, so it's more or less a platform. It's kind of like Facebook. It's like Facebook and Spotify mixed together where people can comment and talk, but it's also a place where independent artists can go and upload their music and get support, but the person gives you, the, the person who's buying your music has the opportunity to give you more than you even you expected. So you can set your nice. album price for $5, or you can put your music for free and just be like, whatever you're willing to give me, you can do. Oh, wow, that's awesome. It's a really cool little system. A lot of local bands in this area use it. Then you can upload your, mer your merch and stuff to it as well. It's a really cool platform. You should look into it. Also, you know, like whoever's watching, if you guys could, you know, help share, support, get, Come a little the, closer. Name, get the name out there, you know, Miss Lily, or look out for it. Um, you know, like this whole thing, you know, so we could get more known. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not shy from helping anybody else out. Also, like you know, I'm. I want to miss more Lily than willing to, yeah, <laughs> more than willing to help. You know. And learn different things, you know, there's different things maybe that we've done that you haven't done or vice versa. I love learning different things, especially, you know, I love working with like-minded people, whether it's art, music, um, video, you know, anything like that. Just creating in general. I, I love it. Yeah, so. I suck at video editing and video and all that, but I have the equipment to do it. So if they, if you know someone who knows how to do it, no way. I have no problem renting like like coming out and helping you film and letting you use equipment as long as it doesn't get broke. And oh, then, cool. So anything you need, I can help. Like, there I have, you go. I have the equipment to do it. I just don't know how to do it. There you go. We yeah. can we can edit. <laughs> I have really really nice equipment just to do what you see here. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and but, this is a nice setup. I appreciate it. And also, I appreciate you know you you know inviting us to your program and. You know, like I said, the stuff that you do because it's an outlet for us, you know, mm -hmm. independent artists or the indies that, you know, are trying to find a way out there. You know, this is a nice platform that you do. I'm trying. I'm giving it my best. I'm very proud of where I come from, uh, regardless of the negative. I, I try to always see the positive. I think where we, where we were raised made us who we are. Um, and but I always try to find those diamonds in the rough in our area, and I am trying to branch out more to find more diamonds in the rough in other people's areas and learning more stories. So there's going to be a point coming very soon to this network where you're going to see some more video where it's me and somebody over the internet. Um, I don't want to exclude people from this area, but sometimes from people people in this area don't reach out. So I don't, and I don't want to bug people. You know what I mean? Um, so. Uh, it's, it's going to keep going. We're getting close to episode 100. Um, I want to thank you guys so much. Like I said, this isn't thank the last you. time. I want you back. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I had a, <laughs> I had an absolute blast. It was good to reconnect. And, yeah. and there's a lot of conversation that we had today that we didn't have before. Right. And it was really nice to get that out, mm -hmm. especially on my side. I, I know I talked a lot. But, um, like, I love you guys, man. Like, you know, it's been been a long time. Yeah. And, and it's, it's it, I'm glad that, you know, we were able to reconnect through the job and, and form this friendship and, and yeah, keep it going. Yeah, it was a while, too, like yeah. a little disconnect. Yeah. You know? So let's, let's get that back together and let's... Uh, 
I mean, I, I I'm not music musically talented, but I if I'm good on that, what you would consider this promotion side, yeah. let's let's do more stuff together. And uh, like I said, you have your graphic design stuff. I have, I have some people that are very good graphic designers and logos too. Maybe you guys can collab. You and our girl Tori here, who makes all of our logos. But I'm always about the just. We're in a very impoverished area and a lot of people who are very creatively driven. And if I can get more and more people together to create more stuff and support one another and let people know in our area that we have these talented people, we can keep growing. Yeah. Like today alone, I learned from um, the one band that you showed me that are the collective super contact. dope. Yes. Yeah. That's Greg's band. Super so dope. Good. Like So good. I act, I actually like want to meet them and you know oh they're so see, they're so good see what we I, could do right before COVID <laughs> we had them play at Strikers and I want them back in the area so bad they're so talented yeah yeah Greg Greg's Greg and I don't want to say it's Greg's band but the band that Greg's in is is super good and, and then, around here you know they don't have a lot of diversity like it's usually a band will be like maybe one genre or, or do only like the old old songs yeah it's nice to see that they have like a nice you know wide yeah variety. variety. And then Craig, if you're still listening, uh, definitely hit her up. Get her on Artist Mashup. Get some shows. Definitely. Out. Let's, you know, let's let's work. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it. Interviews every people. Thank you guys so much. Make sure if you're still hanging out uh, to share this, let people know it's it's a thing um, and share uh, the, the stream as well as check the links below. Give them a follow on Instagram, both their pages. Uh, check out her YouTube channel. Give them a follow. I'm still stuck at like 470. I cannot break That's that. Good. Bear. That's good. It's good. But it, I, if 1000 subscribers gets me makes YouTube pay me. I'm trying to get that money from YouTube, you yeah. know. Um, but when I give it to away on Facebook, a lot of people don't want to go over and show the love on youtube as well so it's tough that's why you gotta just keep it at youtube no i like i like to just keep out. just keep it okay. coming i think like the more the more that you you know you expose yourself it's like yeah. one person more will see it exactly. and then it's like though just casting a wide net share it even if one person shares it to somebody you know you never know who's gonna be your like your biggest fan yeah and they'll support you and the fans that like it you know, they'll find their like-minded people and, and put you on and be like, yo, you got to hear this girl or, yeah. you know, you got to check them my this family. program. I, 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 still, <laughs> I feel weird saying that I have a fan, so I say you're part of the family. That's how I look at it. No, and I mean, sometimes they're better than family. Like, yeah, certain I agree. people yeah. that, you know, you've known for years don't support you. you That's know, very true. The ones that fall in love with your craft and they're like, oh my God, like, you know, thank you for doing this. And you're just like, what? If you want to find out if people truly love you, be creative. Because if you start creating, you'll find out who's literally, who, who has your back and who doesn't. Yeah. Because like you said, yeah. so there's there's times where family are like, I like what you're doing. Do you ever listen? No. Yeah. yeah. And shout out to the people that do support and that yeah. are always like hitting me up. And, you know, like I'm super grateful. Like that's, and it's a nice feeling, you know, that you're doing something and somebody from like a, in a different part of the world is like, watching i have one quick question who shot your music video the latest one both uh, of them uh okay the first the people maybe that the one that was in heritage day in shenandoah is her name is monica hunter she goes by elephant eloquence oh, it was good yeah and then the other one and the other one is big flicks that one um, looked perfect that one looks yeah serious. he's worked he does There's awesome some drone work. camera they shots both do awesome there. work but yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. That dude was just I was, some drones and like I again grateful and blessed, you know, to work with both of them are, you know, very great people, very humble and you know, they worked with artists that are already established and yeah. I'm just like super grateful to have somebody of their caliber, you know, to work with me. Yeah, both music videos look legit. Um so yeah, and I'm like, you know what? I'm on the right path because they're working with people that I where I want to be, so yeah. you know, uh, we're doing good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. Yeah, here's some Steve Fulton to get us out of here and we'll see you guys next time. This is Interviews with Everyday People. Bye.